Welcome to Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen, episode 133, Tom's comeback to save the season. Are the Eagles going to go undefeated? And can I donate my UCL to Josh Allen? Because I would. And by the way, folks, check your messages. You might be the Colts head coach. Here you go. Freestyle. All right, kick the tires and light those fires, Big Daddy. It's episode 133, your favorite Canadian NFL gambling podcast. Brought to you by Huck Media and our mustache-twisting flyboard friend, uh, Andy Huckle, Forza Titani. As always, I'm brought to you, uh, joined by my weird buddy, Weird Mike. He's damn good at picking football games. Everyone's got a weird friend. He's mine. He's standing up for this episode, which isn't really important to you, me, Uh or Andy Huckle, but he, you know, he made sure to tell us right before we started. Standing, spinning, ready to rock. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover. We got six point spread picks from myself. We call it Q picks over Obi Trice. We got a smash and sprinkle from Weird Mike. Huck's gonna pick the Titans. Uh, I also got two money line dogs that are gonna win outright. So pay attention. Uh, also, a truth of the week. Truth of the week. Uh, about that line that good handicappers have to dance between ridiculously, ridiculously stubborn. And immediately adaptable. That's the line we dance all the time. It's going to be fun to talk about. Uh, we've got some MVP odds with Josh's potential injury. The odds have shifted. We'll tell you how to take advantage and a little bit more. Are the Eagles going to go undefeated? I don't think so, but they don't exactly have a tough schedule left. We will see. Also, Hux Titans coming out super strong with Malik Willis. Uh, and then just putting up a dud and kind of not kicking a field goal. Not scoring touchdowns, but just letting hope fly. Like the old Cubs pitcher from Rookie of the Year. Just let that underhand go there, Roethlisberger, Rowanberger. You know what I mean. Rowan Gardner. Rowan Gardner. That's, I don't think that's it either, Mike. I don't think that's it. I think it is. You can play for the Cubs, Henry. Uh, it was a heck of a week in the NFL. <laughs> you kind of look, like, look like Daniel Stern, bro. I just like <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. I've you gotten got some little, double gangers before. Uh, one half of the wet bandits was has not happened yet in my life. But uh, if I ever did break into houses, I think I'd keep the water going. Bit of a water guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're a real sicko. You're a real sick cookie. All right. Not exactly a great week for our point spread picks. I went one, four, and one on my Hugh picks. Got Jeffrey, a bat. What? Jeffrey, don't, don't be... It was a great week for my wallet. I did some shitty ass 1 p.m. picks, but boy, I posted some real dandies. Yeah, I saw that. Congrats. Weekend Daddy was in full effect. There I am watching game day with Baby Cat and Baton Rouge. Yeah. 14 point dogs. And doesn't the LSU mascot come out with a baby cat as okay. I'm holding baby cat? Well, that's all weird Mike needs to see to unload. A couple's shekels in baby cat's name on the grown cats. Hope you're following along here. Lots of money. LSU Tigers plus 500. College is red hot at Weird Mike. Come get some. The theme of the year is Revenge 22. We're going to get to more of that later. But everybody's laying the boot stomps to Bama. It's their turn in the shade. And it's happening again this week. We got a bonus weird pick right now. Old Miss, whatever the number, at home versus Bama. Okay, this is the year everybody's taking a turn. It happens once a decade to Saban. It's this year. Because if it wasn't this year, it wouldn't have already happened twice. You understand? I understand. <laughs> it's, it's not like the pros. So I'm seeing this real well. Stay tuned. For the smash and sprinkle, hashtag baby cat weekend daddy, your fave combo. Woo! You know, it's really funny, folks. Everyone does their own thing to fire up for the show. You know, Andy does, you know, a full work day like a normal human being. He runs his own business. You know, Weird Mike also runs his own business, uh, but to, you know, and gets fired up in his own way. I drink three coffees. It's pretty much my standard. Have a nice cold shower right before the show, ready to rock. Weird Mike, as soon as he decided to stand up, I knew we were going to get a best bet within the within the first three minutes. I just didn't know the the handicap on that best bet would be whatever the line is. Whatever the line is, we're taking a miss. Coming out Plus strong me. here, folks. 
Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 133, wherever you're listening all over the world. Ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and bonagam. That is from our standing, swinging co-host, coming out, coming at you hot with Ole Miss football, four minutes into our show. I like it, and it does feel like some teams have caught up to Bama. I also had a pretty damn good week because of my prop of the week. It's the only thing that's keeping everything going, Woo. and a couple of super tickets earlier this month, but yeah. Uh, and for everyone follow along, this is a lot of fun. I'm getting more followers in my prop of the week. We are 14 and five for the season. It's the one prop I give you every weekend to get all your money back. Rondale Moore was our guy this week at 40 and a half yards. Ooh. Basically, even odds ended up around, I think, 90 uh, or not nine targets, yards. 70 yards, something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, those bets are all about the targets. Like you said, you shared that. Targets, baby. But uh, you know, you're hanging on to those sponsors here with that prop of the week. You got it. Storytell, he's pushing beers. You got to throw up a couple of dubs, you know? Absolutely. So, and, and Yeah, shout out BetStamp. That's the best way to find the best I'll odds. Be, on- I'll be tagging them in these because uh, also tossing out the NFL bets. We got down on Tommy Boy. You captured it. Weird Mike, big Tommy Boy now. Yeah. Total 180. It's amazing what a divorce <laughs> will do to the outlook. Okay. Also, and- a little kin- a kinship with a fellow divorced man now, you know? Mm. That's uh, that's very flattering, and I think you made everybody deep down chuckle that the two names would be mentioned in the same sentence. But, but it was quick, it was fast, and what the hell were the Rams doing? Oh my that God, a- they were like a a JV football team. They went four straight three and outs. Like it was scout. Like that was what they were supposed to do. Like it was an exhibition game. And they just like yeah, that. They were trying out. I know what you mean. It was very weird to watch. And as a guy who also had the bucks, I got them on, on a live spread at plus four. And I was like, I was loving it. I was telling Brooke, I'm like, this game's over, but I think Tom's going to do it. And Tom did it. And uh, yeah, weird Mike, 850 on the bucks money line. Giddy up. Uh, welcome to betting on Tom Brady. It has done. It actually literally helped me start this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so thank you to everyone who's following along, uh, playing our contest. The look who's talking pick six. Shout out to Visca and Hearns and everyone else. Bedford, a bunch of these West Western Ontario, West Southwest Ontario boys, keeping uh, keeping strong at the top of the standings up there at a look who's talking pick six with prizes brought to you by Fed openly and team LTD clothing. Go to team shop.com for the sweetest gear heading into the holiday season. Giddy up. Why don't we get Betty some bartering? Okay. He's listening out there in Baden. Betty's in Baden peddling Benson's. Let's get four cartons of darts. Let's put some old school prizes on the board here. Let's get an Ange Christmas party vibe. You know, but hey, if you're listening, friend if he of the stays show. up, if he stays up near that podium, right? These these picking games pretty damn good. We'll uh, we'll get him on this show for a little guest thing or do do it on Instagram. See who he likes, and yeah, see if we can get some fucking darts, bud. Big dart, big darters over here. Even if I get Andy having about seventeen beers, he might have half a dart. Yo, Huckster, how about that? How about that gift on Sunday night, Forza Titani? Plus 13, no respect for the king. 13, you got it out. I didn't want to break the fourth wall and message you Sunday night at 1045. I didn't want to level jump. So I was waiting for this moment. The pregame was tight. Yes. Forza Titan is real, bro. He's not as fired up. He's not as fired up as you, I don't think. They lost. (laughs) They did lose. It was a disappointing second half. The first half was amazing. Oh, and like they just stopped throwing. Like, I mean, I mean, I know the kid's they not necessarily zero ready. Zero trust for, for Willis. Zero trust. They didn't let him do anything. But I did like what I what little I saw. They didn't really do enough of anything. They didn't let him throw it and they didn't run it with Henry enough. It's like they said in the second half, hey, bud, we, you know, we're going to do the equivalent of kneeling the ball and just see if our defense can hold him off. Yeah. By the yeah. way, it almost did. is. They almost did, but like it just seemed like they gave that away. Like, yeah, need these wins. You're up by ten. Give credit to Mahomes too. He also came alive. Sixty-eight like, way to go, Mahomes. Took a game. Sixty-eight yeah. passes. Let me tell you. Here's my storyteller beverage, storyteller logger gambling story of the week. Okay, I thought I was a genius. I waited until the first drive was over, and then I got a live bet 
on Marquez Valdez Scanling to get 20 yards receiving. All right. This isn't some fifth receiver. Okay. I know they have a lot of receivers, but he's on the field 75% of the snaps. Patrick Mahomes threw 68 passes, almost like third most of all time. I needed his third receiver to get 20 yards. He got 96 the week before. Okay. He's really fast and catches stuff. He got one catch for 12 yards. What? One throw out of 68 throws was to Marcus Valdez Scantling. Never sniffed my live big prop bet on Marcus Valdez Scantling to get 19 and a half yards receiving. Anyway, yep. Jeff, he's watched every throw all game. Just needed basically one more. He's the number three. So I don't know what the percentage is, but he's he's the number three. And McColl, Juju, and him. Yeah. Uh, I thought McCall or uh, um, Mahomes won that with his legs. Showed some real, some real nuts. Yeah, he can. He can, he can move. Tennessee linebackers. But he's got, um, he's got a funny little wiggle to his run, though, doesn't he? <laughs> that game was exactly the same as Zappi in Green Bay. They had them on the ropes, and we were wondering why they didn't let him get one first down. That might have iced the clock or got him into field goal range. And Vrabel, of course, the direct discipline of Belichick. And they sort of, for all their glory, there is that, you know, that fifth dentist that doesn't recommend the toothpaste that gets you <laughs> every once in a while. And they both were locked into it. Those were road victories against, you know, arguably that nobody knew the Packers would. But, oh, my God, the Packers should have lost that game, bro. They should have lost so many games more in a row. Like, if you think about it. Talking about the Packers, by the way. Why? Three, Why? I don't want to do it, but sure. Three, like to Aaron Rodgers throws two interceptions basically on the two yard line. Oh, yeah. Three picks. It just, anyway, what an uh, ugly game. Can't, I can't upgrade the Lions. You almost, well, you want to downgrade the Packers, but I'll get into that in my truth of the week later. Well, of course, you have to downgrade them. Well, I know, but how much? You know, it was kind of a, again, six spots. Six folks, spots. when you're at home, you know, just keep this in mind. Most, most interceptions, fumbles, turnovers like that are random. Yeah. You know, when you get really good players making really good plays, Micah Hyde, Jalen Ramsey. All right. You know, you're going to average 0.2 more defensive turnovers a game than like if your replacement was playing. But for the most part, this stuff doesn't hold up. You can't just say, hey, this team's going to be crap all year because they they fumble the ball three times every game. But like if they've done that the first two games, you could you almost bet that it won't happen. Like bet the farm won't happen the third game. It's just kind of random. So when you get Aaron Rodgers throwing these dink and dunk red zone uh, interceptions that he never does, this is where it gets hard when you're making your charts. So we'll see. Uh, okay. Elephant in the room. The elephant, the elephant's elbow in the room. Uh, Josh Allen. Best football player on earth, uh, nursing a UCL injury that about two days ago, a day and a half ago, people were worried he might need Tommy John surgery. Now it's looking like it could be okay. Either way, pray if you are a religious person and a Bills fan, uh, pray for Josh's elbow. And if you are not a religious person, but you are a Bills fan, let's encourage religious people that we know to pray for Josh's elbow. <laughs> sure thing, Garth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it, it sounds low key like three weeks, yeah. Either way, either way it's, it's worrisome, so that's a it's state of far away game this week for me. Uh, and just pray for Josh's elbow on Sunday. Hopefully, they get the win over the Vikings, but the tough one, it's, it's not a tough one because the first of all, we've already established that, and now Huck can attest to you're the only one that hasn't been to the but anyway, um, the Ralph is on one, number one. And number two, I said it early in the show, Revenge 22, applicable in professional football, even more so than the college game. Case Keenum, the Bills backup, was one quarter away from playing in the Super Bowl in his home stadium. That Philly special was in Minnesota. They were the first to have a chance to play at a Super Bowl, they were one quarter. They were down three in the fourth with the ball. Yep. In the NFC title game. And they in rode Philly. this guy out of town for this Mormon 
chain wearing. We're going to get to him in a second, but Case Keenum is was born and ready for this game. Okay. It, it's very interesting that it happens to be against the Vikings who they don't play. They play every four years. Like this is just pretty, and that's pretty random. Home, and you got the bills. That's a salty mood. They're not taking anything for granted. Forget about Josh Allen. Everybody knows that they needed to play better. Right. So now you're at home. You're going to be at home next week. You got a chance to build some momentum. You don't got your lady busting your chops because you're always out of the crib. These things matter. These people are home. And no rush. Case will go two and one in these next three games, okay? Two and one. Even if they don't – remember, I got a Minnesota Futures bet. I I feel like – you ready for this, Hugh? You ready for a tile, Huckster? Very ready. It's the chain curse. It's the Cousins chain curse. Minnesota barely hits 10 wins. I got them nine and a half. I want it. It's going to be a sweat. That shit going around is weird, man. Schefter doing it is weird, man. When it's, you say when you say chain curse, you're talking about a curse of Kirk wearing, wearing all these chains. These chains on the plane ride home. Minnesota should realistically be one or two losses more. I'm not going to nitpick which game, right? Philly probably shouldn't be, whatever. Case two and one and the Vikings unfortunately, go on the beginning of a slide. I'm calling it the chain curse. The division is so inept, they're going to be able to get away with it. Remember, they now know the Packers are in the rear view. They got the head break with the tie win already. So, chain Mike, curse. Mike, Mike, let me, this is just something for the audience right now. Imagine Mike's money, Mike's, Mike's gambling money could talk, okay? <laughs> like minions, all right? Right? And he, He's like all of a sudden the thing like the, you know the pod opens up they all look up and they and they look at each other like what's happening why you know, why are why are five hundred of us leaving the pot right now and they look at each other like uh, the LSU mascot brought a baby on the field <laughs> okay we gotta go <laughs> hey, hey why uh, why are we all uh, why are we all being smashed on on uh, everyone Minnesota's playing I thought we were sort of Minnesota money I don't know Kirk Cousins wearing chains. <laughs> You are the target. If in, you ever seen the movie Focus with Will Smith, you know the gambling movie. I have seen it. I don't like it. I don't like it either. We've talked about this on the podcast. Actually, it should have you, ended after the Super Bowl. Who do you think I'm in that movie? I'm. I'm very. You better watch what you say here, buddy. I know every character in that movie. So who am I? I'm not. Well, because the movie I feel like is really fake. Like it's just you know it's preposterous, so right? But I feel like. You know how they get the Chinese guy to think of 55? They keep playing, woo, woo, right? And they like all day, he's just seen five and sure. five. Yeah, like, well, you know, they're like, who? We really want this guy to bet on, you know, this team. Like, we've listened to his podcast a bunch of times. Seems like, no. seems like if we get, you know, we get a, an anthem flub or like a, uh, a flyover that's a minute late, like I'll totally bet the road team. I don't know. You, you seem like a, you seem like you'd be a good target for a Will Smith preposterous Super Bowl scheme. It's Sorry for uh, wasting three minutes of everyone's life there. <laughs> it's referred to as a pigeon. You could have just summed it all up and say, "Hey, Mike, you're a pigeon, go, go. walking around the CNE with a big dollar sign around my face, right?" So yes, you should apologize. You should have said pigeon. That's what it's called in the gambling world. But uh, but you're a smarter gambler than that. But I just loving I lo I'm loving the instinctual, the, yes. the chain curse, the, the 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 LSU mascot with the baby, and you're watching it's, with the baby. It's a tough place to play, Huck. You know what is going on at the Ralph this year? Their next level. You got a one o'clock kickoff. They steamrolled the Steelers. You got everybody at well arm's length for the Vikings, right? All their futures, everybody's cozy. Look at that plane ride. It's not just him. It's 53 guys on that team. And it's just natural. Well, it's spreads season spreads, halfway point. Spreads three and a half. I'll probably box the game and just hope, be a Bills fan, and uh, hope Case can do it. But it does seem like he's been waiting for this game for a few years, right? Oh, my God. He's got Stefan Diggs. Yeah. We're oh, my God. 
I didn't even think about oh that. My God. Now I didn't even think about that. Legit. About what are we talking what about? What are we talking about? These it's Case and Diggs going back to Minnesota. One got cut, one got traded. Wow. If they if they start Josh, I'm gonna be real bent. I, if they, I don't care if he's ready, and I don't care if he wants it. This is Case's game. Give him the week. You got some short weeks with Thanksgiving and then back-to-back Thursday games. You got the Browns next week. You could probably take care of that based on what you see. Let's get some load management, bro. Okay? <laughs> Mike, I want, you to win. I want you to smash on the Bills and walk in here next week standing up with a Case Keenum Bills jersey on. How about that? I will never buy another Bills jersey. Eric Molds till I die. Those titties also, are tattooed on my brain. It's funny. I also have an Eric Molds jersey and four different football games we went to together. You accused me of wearing your jersey. And I'm like, Mike, this is a men's small. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, it must so have been the same year. So chain curse, revenge tour, baby cats everywhere. I'm jacked for week 10. Me too. I am uh, super excited for that Bills game. Super excited. I know a lot of bus trips going to this one. Going to be some decent weather. We got uh, a little shake up in the Colts front office, to say the least. All right. Uh, former center, uh, Jeff Saturday, got an interesting call on Monday to be the head coach of the Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis Colts. And uh, he his first question was, why are you considering me? <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever getting hired for a job and that's your question, especially to a job that you're definitely going to take because it's one of the 32 coolest jobs in the world. Uh, anyway, I don't know enough about uh, what it takes to coach in the NFL to really have like a strong take on this, except I'll tell, I'll tell you one thing. It's not as crazy as everyone thinks it is because when you're the CEO slash head coach of a football team, like you could hire great coordinators and coaches underneath you. You're just sort of the... You can be in, in, in times like Bill Belichick, you know, he's much more into the nuts and bolts running the team and the actual X and O's of the offense and defense, which Jeff Saturday doesn't, you know, understand. He can hire a good defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. I think what Jim Ursay is trying to say is I, I need a general. I need a leader of men. So somewhere in the gray area between, you know, good hire, long-term thinking, uh, horrible hire. You know, this guy doesn't, he's never coached at a collegiate or professional level. We will see what happens, but it's fucking interesting. Tell you, tell you that much. And also for betting purposes, what do you do this week? I'm staying away. I was I had the Raiders, but these teams tend to kind of come together after a coach gets fired. There's actually like analytics about this, so I'm staying away. I uh, I took the Colts on Survivor when I was still in. I'm as big a Colts guy. I took them in that spread at Buffalo and that wild card. Yeah, I'm a big Colts dude, and. Frank Wright is not a good coach. I said it a month ago on this show. Um, he's a good 1A. I was thinking about this. I love coaches that take their shot and settle back into a great coordinator role. Right? <laughs> you, you, do have, you do have a fondness for that, which is... Yeah, it's, I love... You love casual, that stuff? I, I love a casual demotion. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. We don't want to let you go. You're valuable. You're just not that guy. Be this guy. Be the other guy. Whatever it takes, I'm on board with it. Um, so, yeah, that's my take. And I think the Colts are going to – it's basically fantasy camp. Saturday's like, hey, Ursay, remember that time I dug you up in Phoenix with those four hookers and blow everywhere? Okay, I want to coach this team for 10 weeks. I've always wanted to. I'm out of the hair the day after the season's done. Let's do it, all right? I'll throw away the tape. Yeah, I, that's uh, it. One random Jeff Saturday memory I have, in all these like Pro Bowl highlights they show on NFL Films, NFL Network sometimes, they show this like highlight that keeps coming up. Um, it was going to, Peyton Manning had just won the Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, and him and Jeff Saturday, who was on the Colts, um, had or sorry was on the Packers uh Jeff Saturday was on the Packers at this point in his career and they both made the Pro Bowl and yes they wanted to, they wanted to do one last hut to each other so even though Jeff Saturday was on the NFC team 
he came out and played center for the AFC team, which, by the way, just as a little caveat, just goes to show you how fucking ridiculous the Pro Bowl is. Uh, Pro Bowl's done. Pro I know. Done. By the way, love I love what they're thinking of doing with it. We'll talk about that in a second. But Jeff Saturday comes on the field for one meaningless hut to Peyton Manning just to get one last hut in. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You really like when Peyton's hands up your ass, but it's a little much. All right. It's like there's retiring one, like a one day contract to retire as you know, the team you spent longest with, like I'm going to retire a cult. I was there for four years. Uh, um, and then there's they're like, tanking. they're tanking. Pardon? No, was there for a long time. Just an example. Indy's tanking. Indy. They're... Hey, by the way, if Indy's tanking, you're going to owe me a hundred bucks. About three episodes yes, ago, well, we bet after that uh, Colts-Broncos game when I said I was going to downgrade the Colts. And I'm like, okay, I'll take the Jags to have a better record. You got the Colts to have a better record. Let me, we, let me we'll tell see. you who's not taking any hits, who might be out a lot longer than you think. Fred Taylor, bye-bye. No need to take any hits. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, my apologies. Okay. Stinking the Bills. Through. Anyway, so abandon ship. They'll rally a game or two, but it's full tank on mode. Get a top three pick and a head coach of your dream. You make your job more appealing with this top three pick. Now you're wheeling in people, right? There's some good QBs. They finally think, hopefully, they got their guys. So, yes, I will owe you $100. We'll I will see. not be getting it back with the Raiders minus six. I think they are a terrible football team jeff they just you like them eh? you like your little i don't uh, know i don't know i mean how do you like a team that continually gives up 20 and 17 point leads in the second half like i don't even like they look in the mirror and they don't know how the hell do we fix this i'll tell you one thing i'll tell you what i know you blow a 20 point lead in duval county to the jags that's end of the line stuff it was a 17 point lead 17 point lead round up. You need, you need three touchdowns to take the lead. Uh, it was bullshit. It was a pick em game. Everybody thought both times they were right. There was people with Vegas betters up 17. I fucking knew it. I knew they were going to steamroll. Yeah. And then the Jags come back and then you're like, I knew the Raiders were shit. The total other side of the coin. It was legit two football games. It was that also just, just goes to show you how wrong these next gen stats are. I know it's supposed to be artificial intelligence, yeah. but I'm just letting you know the 99 and 95 and like 95% is supposed to be almost a hundred. Okay. So when teams like, like the Raiders or other comebacks that have happened this year, like the jets Browns, when they come back and supposedly next gen stats is telling you that it has a 1% or a 4% or a 3% chance to win. Obviously they're missing something about football. The randomness, the luck, the fumbles, the block kick, something. Because you can't be losing 99, 95% games multiple times in a season. It just ruins the whole 99% thing. So watch watch out for next-gen stats and look to live bet uh, when teams are down. Again, we've talked about this, but football's changed. 17 points is not what it used to be, especially against bad defenses. And the Raiders are a bad defense. So I've legit been following your tiles, Huck. I've been rage-smashing. Kind of low-key trying to get rid of my MGM account because I want to get back on 365. I'm not trying to lose my bets. Like when I make this Tom Brady bet, like obviously I want to win it. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm less hesitant to make these bets because I want to get back on 365 where 17 points is an auto cash. You handicapped the game right and you took the Raiders and they went up 17 nothing in that second quarter. Cash in your account. Part of a parlay. It's cash. It's it's all there. The game has totally flipped. I don't give a shit what bonus, what site offers you. 365 gives you 17-point cash out on NFL and CFB. College, it's nothing, Jeff. It's nothing. Yeah, I know. It's day done. It's, it's like the first, it's the first quarter in some games. Yeah, it's 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 one forty-five on my Sunday afternoon, and now I could spend the rest of the afternoon with baby cat, knowing that six hundo got a little green check mark beside it. So stay tuned for the rage smash. Usually comes in that four window, folks. At Weird Mike. <laughs> at Weird Mike. Remember to follow him at Weird Mike. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram at. Hughes talking, H-U-S talking. Can't spell that. Surprised you, you know, do life. Uh, and follow Huck Media, at Huck Media on uh, Instagram and Twitter. 
Um, yeah, I do okay. have one instant correction. It's not all gravy, Jeff. I uh, misposted on the Monday night game. I blocked the actual bet I made. It lost. It was my inbox. I never f- flood like that. The, all the funny things I've said, never had more messages for what the Monday night bet was. Lamar Jackson to have a 40-yard completion in the Superdome. I thought he'd take a shot. They only took one. They didn't need to. Thought it was more of a competitive game. So anyway, just to clarify the. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, we'll move on to our picks and next week and some futures uh, in a second. But yeah, the one, uh, one game I did nail Baltimore Ravens. Again, I said two good defenses. This comes down to Lamar versus Andy Dalton in prime time. I'll take Lamar 10 out of 10 times. And he didn't let me down. Uh, again, our prop of the week's 14 and five. Some of the boys um, were asking me for a prop of the week on Monday Night Football. I wasn't as confident as I am with my actual prop of the day. And I want to keep that record skyrocketing. But I did give away Lamar 60 and a half yards rushing. I'll shut up because I'm talking about picks that uh, I never actually gave out. That's it. Um, feel like I should have had a better week. Besides Justin Fields' record-setting day for Chicago Bears quarterback running yards. Uh, I feel like Miami should have covered that game. Yeah, way she goes. And I got a bad number. So I, I got a push on the Chargers game at minus three. That number was down to one and a half at game time. But at podcast time, it was minus three. Fuck me. So one, four and one. We're 24, 28 and two. And we've never finished below 500. And we won't this year. Two. Many favorites last week. I could smell it. If you watch my video on Instagram or TikTok, I could smell it. I'm like, oh, I don't like these last three picks. I like my podium. I like my picks this a lot this week because a lot more plus signs than minus. I'm an underdog guy. I always will be turning small amounts of money into big amounts of money. And I got a money line parlay for you as a bonus this week. All right. Uh, just a couple little futures things. One, uh, if there's something really wrong with Josh's elbow, smash Kansas City. Uh, before Vegas kind of takes notice. So just keep an eye on that. Also, if there's something wrong with Josh's elbow that's not serious, this is when you're going to get the best odds at the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I Again, I, I'm with I'm with Mike, this revenge tour with Diggs. Smells like a nice Bills victory at the Ralph on Sunday. But Hundo. If, if Josh Hundo. does miss a couple games, then they could lose a couple games. There's If he's okay for the playoffs, I'm okay with my money riding him on the playoffs. And this is the patience that we were preaching all year to smash on the Bills Super Bowl. So hopefully he's okay. But if he needs a couple weeks, that could be a good opportunity to smash some Bills futures. So stay tuned. Follow us at Hughes Talking, and I'll tell you when. All right. Uh, let's get into our picks. Okay. I was one, four, and one. I'm going to give you honors here because. What? Wow. Just for the record, folks, Weird Mike made a double bogey, went oh, one and one. Everyone's favorite record, Huckster. Oh, one and one. You know what? I'm going to give myself a bonus loss because I recommended Weird Al, <laughs> the movie, to all of you. I watched it. I heard it's, it's bad. Awful. It's <laughs> awful. I thought it was. Oh, my God. It's like 5% truth. What do you mean? I'm on Fallon. It, you know, biopics are like Queen and Elton. They're you know, about 80%, 90% truth, and you sprinkle in some Hollywood, right? The guy was blonde, not brunette, whatever. This was the complete opposite. He never had sex with Madonna. He had to come on Fallon and tell everybody that his relationship with Madonna was plutonic, even though in the movie – they fucked each other's brains out. <laughs> what? I, I I just I couldn't get past them. You can't just write that into your to your I mean, biopic. It's true. It, they they totally made it like a like a three minute Facebook clip that you find like you know your wife at the gym. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, like it was weird. His, his name's a weird movie. His life's I'm interesting enough. It's like they're reading the script. They're like, yeah, you know what? You should just fuck Madonna here. <laughs> and weird, I was like, yeah, but but we but we didn't. We just like had a glass of wine. I didn't really, I don't really even know her. Yeah, no, no, no. In our movie, we fuck her brains out. <laughs> okay. So I'll chalk up an L for that if you went ahead and wasted. Uh, hey, I'm gonna give you honors on. I'm gonna give you honors on your posted rage smash. Uh, almost a thousand bucks on Tom Brady. Get it, yeah. giddy up. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. Bills 
are on one. On one. At home, case, revenge tour, low number. The Cook brothers battling it out. Okay. And anywhere else, I'm not taking them. I lost last week with the Bills. Hopefully, this is what they call a pro bet, you know? You get stung by one, don't fade them the next week. No. Ride them harder. So nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills for a hundred reasons. Most importantly, Case Keenum revenge game. Has the familiarity with Diggs. Hopefully, he's getting the week one reps. Like I said, I think they're sugarcoating this Josh thing. So I think we're in it for the uh, immediate stretch. Hopefully he's ready for American Turkey Day. Very excited. Bills minus three and a half at home is the smash. All right. And the sprinkle. Don't do it. It's my former favorite team. The New York Giants humbled in the Pacific Northwest. They regroup off the bye. It's okay, everybody. It's okay. Worst team in football. Davis Mills, maybe get some weather in East Rutherford. And the Giants have a great run, D. And that's really all Houston does well. Four and a half, New York Giants. Maybe if I was allowed a bonus, bonus pick, I'd take my former, former favorite team, the Miami Dolphins, as a wee lad starting up in the NFL viewing ranks. You also just like to wear teal with basically everything. Um. <laughs> As I grow larger, the teal has faded, Jeff. Just so I understand. Know. I only wear white in the summer, too. It doesn't work in the winter. We get the Giants refocus, regroup, happy where they are, but humbled at the right time. The buy comes for teams at the good time and the bad time. And now they get no teams to lay down, but we know Davis Mills is capable of that pick six. It's indicative in these late game lines. If you're following, I bizarrely watched entirely too much Texans football this year. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, Giants minus four and a half. My former team, the Bills, minus three and a half. My current slash every team. Um, we are one game below 500 with two draws. So I think that dents the percentage even farther. And uh, stay tuned for the Rage Smash. They come randomly. Jeffrey, I think it depends. on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the bills pick because if you do get Josh, even though you won't like it, I think the value on your pick will like, if you're getting bills over the Vikings at three and a half and Josh two days from now is like, yeah, I'm healthy. I could throw. Okay. You lose, you lose case. But what I, what I mean is, is that for your bet, for your bet, you're now getting the bills. Definitely. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. But I'm letting you know, I bet it's probably good because you'd be, you, the, the line will go to like the line will go to five and a half. You'll have it at three and a half. This guy's. Do you think you're going to get a hundred percent, Josh? No, I'm. It's, it's. I think it's just a reason why it's a good pick. I agree with you that if if there's any question, play case. You'll get maximum case for this game for sure. But you think if it was the Angeletti sports book in Reno, Nevada, you know I wouldn't get the real estate on the strip. But if I was the one putting the chalk on the board, old yeah. school. Right. And Josh was playing on Friday. They announced it. Yeah. I would put the line down. I would have it worse. Well, in then I'll this, hold in this instant. Only. Well, there would be hundreds, possibly Bring thousands it. of bettors in Vegas driving out to the Angeletti Casino Corral in Reno <laughs> <laughs> and looking to get those bills at minus two and a half. Jeffrey, I will see. Mind you that I believe in the Patriots' perfect season, they were favored by 12 points against the New York Giants, at the time my favorite team. And my old-school prop board had this spread at New England minus six, telling everybody in the room, Huck, get your freaking money down, because I don't care what the number is. Nobody goes perfect. Well, Case, give them the chance. All right, the Angeletti Corral. Here we go. I, I you Corral, just... Everybody, I'm, I'm corralling, so I'm so happy that we record these sessions in video, and we just caught those sort of jumping jack things that you were just doing during that handicap and the entire corral. Um, stay tuned. Look who's talking. We're sharing that. That was beautiful 
physical handicapping. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the Bills and Giants. Shout out to Charles Hewlett. My dad, those are his two favorite football teams. Yeah. You want to play yourself? The Charles Hewlett parlay. That's the smash and sprinkle this week. Bills and Giants on point spread. I like it. All right. Here we go. Uh, also, uh, that picks one of those pick sixes by the Giants could be hurt by Xavier McKinney from Alabama. The safety on the Giants who broke multiple fingers in his hand, rolling over an ATV in Cabo San Lucas on his bye week. Claimed that he was on an ATV guided tour and something just happened. Let me tell you, I don't know. You've been on a lot of vacations, Mike. Hawk, you too. So have I. There's not a lot of guided ATV tours that I know of. Basically, there's a lot of tours. You could take the scooter tour. You could take the guided tour around town. But when you when you go on ATV, it's a little less guided. It's more like, hey, we're all going to meet one mile over there. Like, go whichever you want. And it's a little more freestyling. So there's a, there's somewhere there's, there's a real truth in there. I don't think we'll ever actually find out what happened in Cabo San Lucas, Xavier McKinney. But I feel like your coach already knows. They they rarely do find out what happens in Cabo San Lucas. Uh, just for the record, that's true. It's a really really. A sexy name, isn't it? Cabo it's, San it's Lucas. A, it's a bizarre place. Like Americans take claim to it, but it's officially Mexico. It's on the Baja. It's an extremely bizarre place where everybody kind of feels welcome at home. So a lot well, of I, shit goes down there. A lot of people ne- share and are be shared there. I've never been. Hockey ever been? Never. Went on we a might- cruise. Checked it on a cruise. All right. Well, if the Bills win the Super Bowl and we're down in Arizona watching it, okay, we'll do a little look who's talking honeymoon in Cabo San Lucas. All right. Also, I kind of want to change my name to Cabo San Lucas Hewlett. <laughs> Habla Espanol 35%. Giddy up. All right. Here we go. Uh, cue the music. You picks. You. All right. Cue picks. Here we go. We're doing this six seasons strong, keeping you above 50%. We'll be right back. Don't you fucking worry. Here we go. With my gold and silver picks, I'm also recommending to do a money line parlay of the two of them. Or, you know, just money lines on both of them. They're both underdogs. And I think they're going to win outright, even if the line shifts. Here we go. All right, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coming off their bye week, plus two and a half. Uh... We got the New Orleans Saints coming to town. All right, TJ Watt is back to help that Steelers pass rush. And again, Monday night, chasing Lamar all over the all over the place. And Andy Dalton not looking good against that Baltimore front. I think a rested Pittsburgh home team against a Southern Dome team, tired from Monday night football and led, if you can call it that, by Andy Dalton going into a hostile environment cold place in November, one o'clock game on Sunday, and the Steelers will be ready. Season's basically on the line for them, even though you think they suck already and you think they're out already. They don't think that. And it's a big game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll take the Steelers to win outright with Kenny Pickett and a healthy squad up on offense and TJ Watt back helping that defense get pressure. A lot of pressure. He's one of the best in the league, and if he's back, that's big. All right. And I don't say that about defensive uh, injuries too much, but TJ Watt is a massive difference for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, my silver pick. I'm taking the Denver Broncos. All right, plus three. Oh, sorry. It just it changed literally 10 minutes ago. Uh, I saw this come up and I made a note. It's now two and a half. And I got to be honest Ooh. with you. It's moving in my direction, but uh, I would have loved that extra half. I will probably buy it when it comes to my own bet. But as far as two picks goes, I just go on what it says on the score. On the score right now, it's plus two and a half. So I'm going to take the Denver Broncos plus two and a half going into Tennessee to play Hawks Titans. I think this spread is kind of guessing, when it was, especially when it was minus three for the Titans, that Tannehill was going to play. He's apparently still questionable for the game. Let me tell you, if it's Malik Willis, I think Denver could smoke him. All right. This Malik Willis offense is not ready to compete in the AFC. The defense is pretty good, but they played. Let's let's just do math here. Patrick Mahomes threw 68 times on Sunday Night Football. They also ran the ball a bunch. So what are we talking? Like 85 snaps? They're tired. That's just human real. That's just real realism. They're tired. You don't. That defense is tired. 
So I'll take uh, a rested Denver Broncos team coming off their Europe bye after a win. Russ gets some extra time to rest his injuries, a little bit of extra time to actually work with his receivers and not just assume this Hackett, Russell Wilson uh, is going to be some match made in heaven. I think with an extra couple weeks to prepare for this tired Titans D, we could actually see the best performance of the Denver of Denver season. No Forza Titania this week. Uh, if Tannehill's back, he's nursing an ankle problem and he won't be able to run like he normally can and he's not that good of a thrower. All right, bronze pick. I'm going across the sea here. We're taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a bronze pick at minus two and a half to face the Seattle Seahawks. Now, again, I've been captain Seahawk all year. I picked against them last year, last week with the Arizona Cardinals. And even though it burned me, I got to pick against them again. Look, they're playing some great football. Geo Smith's playing some great football. But this is a Europe game. All right. Tom goes to Europe a lot. Big worldly businessman. All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay owner, you know, he owns one of those EPL teams. He's been over there a bunch. And he's also a god over there. All right. Now you got this up and coming Seattle team. Has to th- fly an extra three hours across the country and then across the pond. All right, Tampa across the pond, a little less travel, a little less extra sleeping on your flight. You don't have to do butt stretches from Tampa to Europe, but from Seattle to Europe, you do. Call it the butt stretch handicap. Anyway, I think we're getting uh, just a math kind of like Seattle's being overvalued just because of how great they've been playing at the this first half of the season. Tampa being classically undervalued because of an underperforming first half of their season. The look ahead line on this game was probably Tampa by seven. So uh, based on all those factors and a good, nice comeback from Tom Brady last week to get save the season, if you will. And uh, I think they're well on their way to winning that division. A game like this will help. Tampa Bay by less than a field goal in a game they need to win over an overachieving Seattle Seahawks team. Love it. All right, number four. I'm taking the LA Chargers plus seven facing the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. I think the Niners are going to win this game. There will be no no money line bets on the Chargers for me. But I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo covering big spreads against their backs. And this is exactly what this is showing me. On my chart, this is a five-point game. So I'm getting an extra two points, which is the full touchdown. It's a nice key number of seven. And I just think that the, the Niners are going to run the ball a lot. They're going to be really careful. And they're going to win this game by four, five, maybe six. Uh... Possibly a field goal. CMC's the difference. He's the reason they win. But Justin Herbert uh, is the reason they keep this game close. And I like the Khalil Mack and that secondary to just slow down the Jimmy Garoppolo passing game. So it'll be slow rolling for these Niners. They'll score more points than the Chargers, but seven's too much against Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, Number five, taking the Green Bay Packers again. Plus five at home to the Dallas Cowboys. We got a Southern Dome team going up in November to play the Packers at Lambeau Field. The spread, the look ahead line on this game was probably Packers minus three before the season. Now I'm getting the road, a road favorite of the Cowboys plus five. Just because they put up, you know, 40 or 50 against the Bears. I don't know. I don't buy this massive road favorite of the Dallas Cowboys yet. They don't have OBJ yet. And with Zeke back, that means less carries for Tony Pollard, which is actually worse for the Cowboys right now as a better. So I'll take the Green Bay Packers to not throw three red zone interceptions this week. Keep this game pretty tight. And again, Dallas can lose this game. The Green Bay can't. I'm not saying that's the be-all, end-all handicap, but that's enough for me to cover five points at home to a Southern Dome team playing at Lambeau Field in November. Check the stats on that That over the last 25 years. I bet they don't do too well against Aaron or Brett. All right. And our final pick on Monday Night Football, I'm taking the Washington Commanders plus 11. Going in to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Again, a must-win game for the Commanders. Not a must-win game for the Eagles. This is very new for the Eagles. And they didn't look too good against the Texans on Thursday Night Football. They've had some extra rest. Maybe some extra kinks worked out. Plus 11 is too much. This divisional game and Taylor Heineke's commanders are different than anyone else's commanders. They play better. They play harder. And keep in mind, they look like I traveled about an hour to go to this game. So I got Heineke in prime time with his weapons. And uh, I think they keep this game close. They almost beat the Vikings, okay? They were ahead by a lot. That was quite the comeback by the Minnesota Vikings. And I think if they close that game out, 
this spread goes back down to probably where it should be on my chart. Uh, where was it? Now my, on my chart, it's nine. So I'm getting an extra two points with the 11, and I'll take it for a division game on Monday night football. Those are your hoop picks. Giddy up. Uh, just run through them one more time. Steelers plus two and a half uh, at home to the Saints. Denver Broncos now plus two and a half on the road facing Hucks Titans. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Germany facing uh, with minus two and a half over the Seahawks. The Los Angeles Chargers in San Francisco uh, plus seven on Sunday Night Football. And then I got the Green Bay Packers plus five at home at Lambeau Field facing the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders plus 11 going into Philly. Take on the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Giddy up. Can you guess which one of the six I like the most? Because uh, there's really only one of them that you like the most. Yeah, I'm gonna or even I, at all really. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think you like I think you like Tom Shady in, in Europe because now Shady. you're because you're loving free Tom Brady money for under a field goal. You know why I like it, man? Why? Because Seattle's probably the youngest team in the league. And despite his age, Pete Carroll is the youngest agreeable coach. And like, there's a lot of young coaches in this league, but they're weirdos. Okay. The Dolphins guy is a weirdo. This Lafleur, there's a lot of weirdos. The, the, the Chargers. I love coach. the Dolphins guy, though. He's funny anyway, as fuck. The guy's not. Anyway, the guy's not you. Pete Carroll. The guy's got the connection. Yeah. You got Gino in Germany rocking the leader hose. And this is a field trip. This is college style. This is movie script shit. The Seahawks take Germany at the wrong time. Okay. They probably flew straight from the desert. Who knows? Anyway, it's a lot of travel, but there's a lot of responsibility in these trips. And you're right. Nobody handles it better than Tom. Nobody handles it like a veteran team. I don't think there's an older team in the league than Tampa. Like there's a stark contrast in philosophies here, despite record. And um, I think Tom uses this as a total, total launch. He got that miracle. He didn't deserve that win against the Rams. That was a joke. That was a gift. He just gave Tommy Boy a little bit of air, and now he's flying across the pond where he will get a lot of calls because they want him to flourish on the international stage and perhaps one day be part of an ownership consortium. It almost feels... It almost right. feels like a worldwide Tom Brady celebration, you know? Yes, yes. And 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 rightfully so, you know, the guy probably gave up more than he should just to get rid of it faster. Right? That's how these things are expedited. Nobody takes real hard ground. Right? You kind of you gotta dig deep and realize that, you know, I'm Tom Brady, I'll get that yacht or that deal back or whatever, right? Um, so there's some inner confidence in, in knowing that y- you finished it. So I think that continues. That's why I rage smashed on it. Um, partially the reason, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you guess which one I hate the least? Um, they, they oh, hate, sorry, I hate they, the one the most. Which one I hate, hate the, the, one most? the most? The Chargers. No. No, I do think um, they're, they're, injury, they're in and out with the lineup. So if they get Keenan back, I know, I know. they're, they're far I know. more feisty. So I'm going to wait for that line. Um, the... Mike McCarthy bowl, bro. This is galvanizing shit. I told you Ric Flair is Aaron Rodgers. Everybody is getting a turn at this guy. Next up is a former manager who's got a handful of chalk who's just going to throw him in his face and he's going to be blinded. Nobody hates Aaron Rodgers more than Mike McCarthy. And if he's sitting there in that visitor's locker room at a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a building he won a Super Bowl in, and his teammates give him that game ball. And Jerry walks into the room and says, hey, coach, how about it now? Okay, that's Super Bowl. That's galvanizing shit. I think Dallas, although I hate betting on him, I, I think this is the end of the line for Green Bay. America's game of the week, his former coach exposes him for everything that he is. They don't get the bounce. They don't get the call. Dallas doesn't let off because Mike McCarthy, Revenge 22, hates him. Hates him. I wish the number was three or four. Five's a lot. Five's basically six, right? So they call it a dead number, but this goes firmly against my revenge thing. Aaron, Aaron, the revenge isn't on Aaron. He's still in town. 
McCarthy got ran out of town. It's his revenge, right? How about this? I don't know if either of them will be in the NFL next year. Aaron could retire, and I could definitely see Dallas under underachieving and replacing their coach with Sean Payton. How about that? How about so that? Those are, that's my least and favorite. I think uh, the Monday Night Losers, not crazy about going against New Orleans. I think Kenny's still making a lot of mistakes. I like it in theory. Don't love it at all. I'm not going to get any of my money. Just, again, uh, Drew, Peyton, like Sean Payton and Drew Brees' Saints lose these games in November coming up when you when they're like red hot and you're like, oh, they're gonna beat the you know the Steelers with a backup quarterback and then they like they just can't play cold weather northern football. They just there's some teams that struggle with that. I feel like the Saints are I one of them. I can't believe they're they're still starting Andy Dalton. The only time they had momentum I was watching the Manning cast. They put Taysom yep. Hill in the guy two completions and two runs. Yep. They put Dalton in. Manning's flipping his lid first place sack fumble. Yeah basically game over. And Manning's because he's a New Orleans guy, right? He's yeah, like, yeah. God, was up being honored. The guy's throwing the ball at the TV like he's in his basement. And he also just good. and he also knows that he's he might be in for a stinker now. Like then they got like Sean Payton coming for the whole fourth quarter. And whether the Saints gonna be just like getting trounced by the Ravens watching the slow running game run the clock out, you know? I like that. You know what? The only thing I like about your bron your silver pick is the Broncos game is the hashtag Eurobuy. Eurobuy. Euro buy perfectly timed. Buy is very important. There's a lot of there's a throwaway game for every team. You don't know where it is and what's happening with it, um, but it is not the game after the Euro buy. We are the Broncos are all in to start a second half surge and uh, maybe keep uh, the future alive. I can honestly see like the Broncos smoking the Titans and Vrabel comes out like honest as fuck in the press conference after. Sorry, Hawk. And he's just like, yeah, we were tired. Like they they ran like ninety plays against us on Sunday night football. Like, what do you know? What do you want from us? <laughs> we're gonna next week. Just like a just a just a throwaway. I'll see how the uh, deferred honors affects your pick, Karma Hugh. We will see. Is there any big games that uh, that we missed? Uh, there's a Thursday night that's an absolute joke, but it'll be a prop fest. Atlanta, Carolina. I think your boy Baker, um, they actually made a mistake. They, As much as I love PJ, if they wanted a puncher's chance, that's when you play Baker. The guy's like 6-2 and two all time versus the Bengals. That would have been a time to swallow your gumption and be like, hey, Baker, like they, they don't need to be chained to Darnold or PJ. Like You can sort of treat it like a revolving door. They're kind of semi-tanking, if you will. They're not hell-bent, but... Um, they should have started Baker. I still believe in Baker, but I'm kind of alone Don't there. Tell everybody else they should, though. Don't All right. Uh, speaking of still believing in things and not letting it go, that leads us to this week's truth. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right. There's an old saying. I'm not sure who said it. Might have been old Bugsy Siegel out in Vegas or some gangster like that. But to be a good handicapper, good sports better. You have to be ridiculously stubborn and immediately adaptable at the same time. And that line is tough to dance. Came out here, the truth of the week, last week, and told you, hey, throw some futures down on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC. One looks smart. One looks very stupid at this point. And this is just where we get to. And this just sort of explain the thought process when you're, when you're marking your teams. A good handicapper does not overreact to anything that was lucky. So ask yourself when you're thinking, you're like, hey, these guys are playing good. Like I'm about to throw my money on this team. How, you know, check out their yards per play. Check out some stats that actually matter. And then think, you know, how are they winning these games? Because if it's blocked punts, fumbles, you know, the Detroit Lions aren't a good football team. I'll admit that now, Mike. And just because they got three lucky interceptions against the Packers last week, I can't, they're not moving up my charts. All right. They're still the number four worst team in the league. You finally admit the Lions are a bad team. Yeah. Three but days it, after their biggest win in, yes. in a decade. <laughs> yes. And that's, and that's what I mean. And that's the weirdness of being a handicapper. You got to be, you got to be ahead of the trends. All right. The Colts win that shocker over the Broncos. And I'm like, yeah, the Colts are shit. Downgrade them. It's not so much the wins and losses, but how do they look at playing football? All right. So 
you know, you got there. Basically, a good better is just gauging and juggling in their mind between overreactions and underreactions. What is Vegas overreacting to, and what is Vegas underreacting to? All right, and just talking about this week. I think they're overreacting to the Seahawks' success. I think they're under underreacting to the Tampa Bay's ability to play good football too, still. So they're overreacting to Tampa's slow start to their season and then overreacting to the Seattle Seahawks' great start to their season. And thus, we have a line that looks juicy. Me and Weird Mike don't agree a lot, but this one, any old handicapper can kind of tell this is sort of what you want to go with. Um, so just keep that in mind. You want to be ridiculously stubborn. And if you think a team's really good or a quarterback's really good, one loss, two losses, three losses really shouldn't shake that. Just like last year when the Chiefs lost three games in a row and I begged everybody in a truth of the week that started five minutes into the episode, don't quit on the Kansas City Chiefs. Not now, not this year, not next year, not for the next 10 years, unless something really bad happens to Patrick Mahomes' elbow. Please, Josh, be okay. So just keep keep that in mind. Be stubborn and then be ready to adapt in a minute. And that's kind of that's why this is not for everybody. And it's not not easy. But if you can think of it like that, you'll uh, be a bit sharper. That's it. Be stubborn. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, Hugh. Yeah, be stubborn. Um, Until the Bucks are eliminated mathematically, in my mind, they win that division. And that stubbornness, I think, is going to win me a lot of money in the next two months betting on the Bucks. I got a final four thoughts here. Just to recap, Weird Mike's episode 133. We got Revenge 22, multiple servings this week. Pay attention to it and jump on them. We got the chain curse. Look out. All right, Kirk. Kirk Duggan. Those fist bumps. Kirk Thuggins. And we got the former teams, the Bills and the Giants, smash and sprinkle, four-way action. Weird Mike, baby. Talk about it. Giants and Bills on on point spread. The Chuck Hewlett parlay is two favorite teams. Love you, Dad. Uh, Good luck, Jeff, Saturday. I feel like you're going to need it, at least for a while. (laughs) It's not exactly like delivering papers. Welcome to NFL coaching. Uh, The best place to bet. All of our Hugh picks and our smash and sprinkle or the Chuck Hewlett parlay is bet openly. Go to betopenly.com or follow them on TikTok or Instagram, bet.openly. It's a betting exchange. So you're just being the bank for other people's bets or someone else being the bank for your bet. This allows you to save the 10% charge you're normally paying to the man or the bank or the sports book. It's, it's a what, minus 101 to win 100 instead of minus 110 to win 100. Either way, for every thousand bucks you'll spend, you'll probably save 100. Win more, lose less, bet openly. And for all of our props and anything else you're betting on, uh, you should also download the, the app BetStamp. Use the reference code at Hughes Talking. You can track all your bets, get great betting analysis on whatever your prop or anything you're looking at, any sport. And uh, also just find you the best line. The line up 13 different sports books, all, ava- all available in Ontario. Let's say you want to play my prop of the week. Rondale Moore, uh, the wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, who was my prop of the week last week. You know, he was minus 120 at BAMGM, minus 125 at at, uh, DraftKings. He was 43 yards on the score, but at 40 and a half yards on FanDuel at minus 120. And there we go. We found our best line. Yep. Congratulations to Tom Clark, who won our spread survivor. Uh, he's down there in the States. I, th- I think he lives in North Carolina. Our podcast is getting bigger and bigger and some of our prizes can't be shipped to the United States. So, uh, myself and storyteller are working out an ulterior prize for you, Mr. Tom Clark. And, uh, we'll have kind of that shit figured out for our playoff contests. If you are in the States, we'll have ulterior prizing for you. If you're in Canada, we can ship you some storyteller logger and merchandise. Giddy up. Thanks for listening. And, uh, Yeah. Uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors and everyone who shares our podcast and everything. I lost my fantasy battle in the Juggernauts League by 0.4 of a point. Fuck you. Uh, running back for the Ravens, who outperformed Kamara and cost me a week. I don't know why I'm talking about this. You don't care. You just want to hear Huck's music. Huck, anything for Shut the Huck Up? Forza Tichane. Forza Tichane. Not this week, bro. Moneyline Parlay. Steelers, Broncos. Take it to the bank. See you later. 
clock, I still was running. Walk out your bitch life like I walked out the field or something. A.B., why you make the go retire? What's your deal or something? Buffalo skin on my coat, she think I play for the bills or something. She wanna drive the boat, I'm tripping, I'm thinking she top my the yacht. But bought a Cavalli all over my body, I'm dripping all over the spot. This is no regular Birkin bag, this is made out of crock. 250 to put on my slot, I got a ball, how could I not? 300 to put on my watch, this is a mink, no, not a fox. We ain't supposed to make it this far, we really had came from the block. We ain't supposed to take it this far, we taking this shit to the top. Bet on me, this shit a lot. Counting me out, you a op. Put that shit on.